Welcome to Career Combat with your host, Kelly Combat. Get ready to learn how to navigate the career battlefield and achieve a flawless victory. Now, here is Kelly. Well, welcome, welcome, and welcome one more time. My name is Kelly Combat, and you are listening to Career Combat. And we are so excited. We're so excited for so many reasons. Uh, If you're just joining us for the first time, what is this show about? The show is all about careers. We're up in these career streets and we are just, we're just trying to make it, right? We're just trying to make it. And so as your career gladiator is what I like to call myself, um, and, and there's no, there's no pun intended because my last name is combat. There, there's none of that. It's just the fact that we know it's hard. We know that there are challenges. And one of the things I wanted to do with this show, this is episode number five. What we wanted to do with this show was really focus on not only hearing about advice and things like that, but we also wanted to speak to some of the brightest and best in the business. Some of the brightest and best folks that are out here in these streets doing real things. And so having real talk with these folks, real talk because they've been through real challenges. They've had the highs, the lows, the turnarounds, all the things upside down. You turn me. I'm not singing a song here, but yes, it's true. We've been through a lot. And speaking to folks, I think would be really resonating for all of you listening and to be able to understand what they've gone through so that you are not alone. Yana, you are not alone. So happy Friday, as I call it, to everyone out there. It's Labor Day weekend here in the U.S. It's fall, y'all. We've got coffee and careers. That's what we're talking about today. So pull up your pumpkin spice latte, your PSL, and get ready to kick it with us because I've got Thomas Matelski here. Thomas Matelski is amazing. He's got such a varied career, so many things that he's been doing over the years. I mean, just you can kind of think of Thomas as a renegade. (laughs) I think of Thomas as a renegade because he's done so much over the years, taken a lot of risks. And I'm not going to go into a lot of detail because I'll allow Thomas to introduce himself. So, Thomas, here you go. Kelly, Kelly, (laughs) what's going on? You know, I love you, it. I love you said, it. If you're turning in for the first time, are you kidding me? This is the first, the, the fifth episode. You are, yeah. you are smashing value from the first one. Talk about being a gladiator. I mean, let's recap. You know, there's I am. I mean, unbelievable. Coin, one of my favorites, you know, weight. I mean, and it's it's just loaded with stuff. You should be, this could be like a master class. And you're. You, this is like a podcast <laughs> anybody could download. You should be, you, you should be like charging like in those master classes, you know, to sign I up. I promise for, you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you. Thank you so much, Thomas, for your feedback. I, I really appreciate it. That's That's really the thing that we do here. I mean, career combat is all about, the value, the value in being able to listen whenever you feel like it and take these little bits of pieces of advice, what I call career nuggets, and be able to apply them whenever you feel because it's always a choice, right? It's always, always a choice uh, and they're always suggestions. So today it's all about you, Thomas, and your experience, (laughs) your advice, your ups, your downs, all around, all the things. Oh yeah. Tell us about you. 
Yeah, so you know, it, it's it's interesting that you say ups and downs and all arounds, and and I won't start singing either. Um, but um, I, I think I've led sort of a diverse career, and I've really just tried to challenge uh, what I am, what I do, how I do it. So, um, you know, I, I joke with folks. I started out in college. I went to a fraternity party and got drunk, and then ended up with an accounting degree. Uh, oh my. So that's sort of how the, the journey started, and uh, I ended up at uh, what's now Price Waterhouse Coopers. Um, and my time there, everybody, you know, I used to hear these whispers. I, I, you're, you're a CPA. You, you're kidding <laughs> me. You don't fit the CPA. So I'm like, oh, okay. I'm not really sure what that means. Um, but I, I think as my pre my career progressed, I used to hear this thing early on. It was sort of like, don't, you know, don't wear your heart on your sleeve too much. You know, don't take things too personally and things of that nature. And that sort of, you know, fought against how I felt and, and, and how I operated. So, you know, it took me a while to sort of understand what people were were saying by that and what they meant by that. And then, it, you know, then I started to question, am I in the right area? Am I doing the right things? But, you know, at that time, you know, my my, my parents were both born in Poland. So I'm sort of like, you know, first generation here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's expectations that, you know, people hope for you and want for you. So it was really, you know, education, school, education, get a job, you know, get a job in a good company and, and work, you know, pretty hard, you know, do what you need to do. And that's sort of, you know, how I, I grew up. And, you know, I think that fits to a certain point, but the world has changed and and, and how people understood what this world is and, and what it means from a business perspective, a professional growth perspective, you know, who you are perspective, I think has changed uh, yes. radically since, you know, my parents, you know, got here and, and saw what was going on. And I, I think I've been living that journey. So like I said, I started out in the, uh, the, the corporate world and then I was there for about maybe 18 years. Um, and it, I just, uh, my soul just started to, um, burn and anybody that knew me or knows me understands that, I, you know, I'm a pretty, uh, I'm a pretty passionate type person. And one thing that we have uh, in common, Kelly, and you've spoke about this on your podcast, even your last week's episode, we are both scorpions. Yes. So, I don't know if, if it's a scorpion is, you know, I, I, I was born into it. So that made me who I am or or if it's just coincidence. But there is a, there is a passion. There's a drive that I've noticed with my fellow uh, scorpions. We've got quite a sting, uh, so to say. Um, scorpions but, you know, unite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's no wonder that, you know, we've had uh, an ability to connect uh, from from that perspective. But, you know, at, at that point, it was just really, you know, eating at me and it was affecting all areas of my life, mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, and, at, you know, at that time, uh, you know, I was married, I'm still married, uh, three kids, younger kids. Uh, and it was just tough. And and then at a certain point in uh, at that time, I had some life events that really rocked me to the core. So, you know, a lot of times we go through life kind of blindly, you know, and we just sort of take you as it is. I mean, continue status quo. I had a had a great job, great wife, great kids, great house, nice bank account, you know, prestigious job, all that kind of stuff. And I was completely empty mm. at a certain point. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I did pretty well, but, at a certain, you know, it just it, I couldn't do it anymore. And then, you know, my brother passed away unexpectedly. I had a um, a good friend had a pretty serious accident. Um, ended up being a paraplegic and, and he ended up passing away a couple years later. Um, and just all these things sort of came at me at once. And I just said, uh, I got, I got to do something different. So at that point, uh, you know, I, I was leaving the, the corporate uh, arena 
And uh, I said, let me, I don't know what I want to do. So I, I literally just started interviewing people who I started working with way back earlier, right after college. And this constant theme kept on coming up about sort of, you know, helping people, motivating people, connecting with people, driving people, really sort of understanding that I was exercising quite a bit of empathy, even though I didn't even know what that really meant. Um, so that set me on my journey. And, and, and the other thing that was really important to me as I was growing up that time was the arts. So I really had a strong connection to uh, an entertainment, that entertainment side. Uh, and actually, I proposed to my wife at a comedy club. Wow. Uh, and right after college, I did a little stand-up comedy, but I didn't feel like I had a lot to to speak about. Mm. So I ended up staying in that, that corporate job. But that that entertainment side just kept on pulling at me. Um, so what did I do? I went to acting school uh, after that that corporate stint. Uh, so I went to Esper Studio in New York City, which is an amazing, absolutely amazing, life-changing uh, experience. And, and uh, a lot of the, the people I was there with were a bit younger. You know, I, I hit Esper when I was, I think, uh, just in my 40s. So it was definitely sort of a non-traditional look. But at that point, I got back into uh, stand-up. I got into improv. So I, I went to UCB and went through all the UCB programs, got passed to their advanced. I went to their sketch program. Then I got into uh, the acting side, which was just mind-blowing. And I used to call my friends. I'm like, these are some of the things that they should teach to MBA yes. students and business yes. class, the ability to connect, the real opportunity to see another person, to gravitate towards what it means to be part of a collective whole was was incredible. I felt like I found home, uh, and it's uh, I get choked up a little bit when I talk about. It. I even have my books. I used to take these moleskins with me to class every every time, you know, every every day, and, and sure. I'm sitting next to me, so I always you know sneak a peek at those books whenever I need some sort of reflection or inspiration. Because uh, the lessons learned there were uh, just unbelievable. And I started to go to coaching school at that same time to leverage that that uh, business background that I have. And what was what was amazing, the parallels between acting school and what I was learning in coaching school. I mean, I literally can pull my coaching book aside and I would make notes in the margin like we just did this at Esper. So it, it was just um, really eye opening to see uh, what connection means and in, in what, what happens in, in life. So, you know, I started uh, doing all that after my, my corporate experience. And and then I got into coaching because, you know, if, if you're going to do the acting or the comedy thing, you sort of have to have that day job. You know, it doesn't pay you, pay you uh, off the top. So I leveraged the uh, the corporate side and uh, I got into the coaching side and and that actually turned out um, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good, pretty smart move. And it was incredibly rewarding. Whereas my well was running dry, it was becoming overflowing with what was happening nice. with me. So that was that I knew I was on on the right path. You know, I didn't I didn't need to talk to anybody. I you know intuitively when you're on the right path, and you know there's this uh, you know theory of the invisible hand that you know if you're on your right path, it'll guide you. It'll sort of open those doors. And it felt like you know as kooky as it sounds, it felt like that was happening. You know, I, I I was able to make some good connections on the the uh, the acting side. I, I was signed by an agent. I still actually do some voiceover and commercial uh, stuff, and and uh, clients started to sort of uh, manifest themselves in terms of uh, what I was doing on the coaching side. So you know, think about uh, you know IAM. You know that 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 really happens from from my perspective. And you know, if, if you don't know what that means, you got to go to some earlier podcast from Kelly and let her talk about it. <laughs> Because it's amazing stuff, and it's true. It works. You just have to have faith. 
Uh, and I Absolutely. think faith was, faith was something I was sort of lacking in that time. So I've been coaching uh, now the last uh, 10 years or so. Um, that's going well. The, the pandemic was tough when it came to the entertainment side because literally it was almost like March 15th of that year where everything completely stopped. All additions stopped, all, you know, everything, just the spigot completely turned off. So um, it, it gave me more opportunity to flex the coaching side and that took off. And then I asked myself, well, why, well, as a coach, you have limited impact sometimes. You know, you coach one person and, you know, you got one person at a time and there's just so many hours uh, in the, in the day, week and year. And, uh, I asked myself, well, how can I leverage technology to reach more, to do more? Because once you see the impact of coaching, Kelly, I don't have to tell you this. It's amazing what, what happens with people. Yes. It's, it, it's unbelievable. So why can't we do that more? So that's the, the journey that I am on now um, is trying to understand how we bring the benefits of what we call coaching to more people with the, the tools that we have available to us now. So in, sort of in a nutshell, that's that's kind of the journey. There's tons of more detail, I'm sure you know, but that's sort of the high level of it. I love that journey that you were just describing, Thomas, and, and it got me thinking. You said earlier about your soul burning. And I'm wondering if your soul was just out here in the open and I were to hold a microphone up to your soul, what would it say? Oh, right now. Gosh, what a great question. What would I it say? If I put a microphone to your soul right now, what would it say? Um, it would say connect. Mm. You're choking me up with these questions. This is, are you going to ask me what kind of tree I am next? Holy Barbara Walters, what are you doing to me? I love it. <laughs> I, um, the, what, what came to me initially was connect because ultimately uh, I, I, I really think that's the root of everything is our connections. And I think we lose that or we have been losing that. You know, uh, people put so much focus and emphasis and a lot of times on our differences. And then sometimes we, you know, they try to divide us in certain areas or we try to be something that we're not. We forget about who we are and how we relate to each other. Everything that we do, whether we realize it or not, is a connection to another person, another being, everything. So I think, oh, man, I'm getting choked up just thinking about that. Mm. Um, I think that's really uh, what that what that soul would say. Interesting. I love that. Connect. Connecting is so very important, isn't it? And when I think about all the things that you went through, your journey, if you will, what do you think was the toughest decision to make throughout all of it? What was the, the, what was the thing that you were just, mm, I don't know, I don't know what to do? Um, it really was to say that corporate life that, you know, I, I had worked so hard to build and, and, and do just wasn't right. So stepping away from that, that, you know, and, and it was not easy because at that time, like I said, you know, I had three little kids, you know, we had this, you know, beautiful house, the, the cars, the mortgage, the, all that kind yes. of stuff that I've been, that everybody tells you and, you know, you know, gives you, you know, signals of success. And uh, it just, it, I, I knew if I didn't make a change, I wouldn't be around. I mean, it got to, it got to that point where it was really that crushing. Mm. So to be able to make that leap of faith, um, that was really the toughest part. Um, and it was tough, but it was still doable, obviously, because of the support system I had. My wife was amazing, is amazing in that regard. So you know, she, she could have, she saw what was happening to me. 
Um, and to have that support um, is really, um, uh, really amazing in terms of how, when people will believe in you. And that was the first step. I think without that, it would have been much more difficult. You know, maybe I wouldn't have a marriage. Maybe I wouldn't have a relationship with my kids. Wow. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, you really have to, you have to fight for what you want. Um, and I think that was um, um, where the, where the, uh, the, the journey really took off. You're killing me on this. <laughs> Mic drop moments all around. Uh, I was, I was I, supposed I, to be all happy and pumped up, and I'm like, where's the tissues? <laughs> I love it. I love it, Thomas. I mean, you are giving it to us in terms of all the highs, the lows, the things that we talked about. And that was the goal. That was the goal in terms of these coffee chats, if you will. Coffee chats on careers. Yeah, These yeah, things well, are hard. They're... If, if they're you, they're really mind-blowing decisions and they can be difficult. Um, difficult, yeah. And if you don't allow yourself to go through it, then um, you're not going to grow. And I remember um, I try to read as much as I can and absorb really inspirational people. And there was, you know, you talk about fear and what stops you. And yes. I, rem I remember listening to a, a podcast, uh, Tim Ferriss, and he had Jamie Foxx on. And Jamie Foxx is just an inspiring uh, performer. The guy is unbelievable. And I remember one question uh, that was asked that came up and um, he was talking about his daughter and his daughter was coming to him with some struggles and fear came up. And the question he asked his daughter was like, what's on the other side of fear? Mm. I was like, oh my God. And I'm, I'm like, I am so riveted in this conversation. I'm like, what is the answer? And the way he articulated it was just amazing. You, what's on the other side of fear? Nothing. Nothing. Mm. We are not getting chased by cyber tooth cats, you know, and, 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 you know, there's not that really physical risk. So what is, what is the fear that's stopping me? Is it, I'm, is it, I'm afraid that maybe I'm not going to have the bank account or, you know, the lifestyle that I had before. Is that sure. really worth, what, worth the risk of not doing what you should be doing or where your path lies in front of you? You really have to sort of assess that. So. You know, that was one thing that I thought was very sort of inspiring. You know, what is that fear that's holding you back? And is it a real fear? Is it something that really, you know, is not not truly uh, resident? You just have to ask yourself. So that, that was one of the things that was very inspiring. Excellent. Excellent indeed. And I love that story. And speaking of stories, we are about to come up to a break. And after the break, we will come back to Thomas Matelski telling it how it ti is and i cannot wait for more <laughs> Woohoo! stay tuned everybody voice america is on linkedin connect with us today when there is a war on talent you have to go to combat what is Career Combat? Career Combat is your destination for real career talk and real career advice. Here, you'll hear from the brightest and best in the business to get the answers that you've been craving. How do I get the job? How do I switch careers? How do I start my own business? How do I find my career passion? How do I find a great coach? This show is designed around you. Your questions answered live. The topics created by you. What are you waiting for? 
check out Career Combat wherever you get your podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Career Combat with Kelly Combat. Have a question for Kelly or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show. What a great, great, great reminder that you designed the show. Welcome back to Career Combat. My name is Kelly Combat. And if you're just joining us, before the break, we were talking to Thomas Matelski. And if you don't know Thomas, his last name, everyone, M-E-T-E-L-S-K-I. Thomas Matelski is who he is. <laughs> Before the break, we were talking to Thomas about all things career, all the highs, the lows, the choices, the decisions, the challenges, everything that Thomas has been through, uh, because it's really important so that you know that you are not alone. You are not alone when it comes to tough decisions. You are not alone when your soul is burning and you don't feel as if your career matters or that you are not making a a difference. Whatever the case, whatever you're going through, you are not alone. And so to continue with Thomas, I thought it would be important to to go back to what you were saying earlier, Thomas, about uh, choosing to go to uh, improv and acting classes and all these things. I'm wondering, what did improv do to affect your personal and professional life? How did it Im- impact your personal oh, and professional life? Man, I, I know we only have an hour. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, to, to say the, the, uh, the art side impacted me um, is an understatement. And the other thing I, I know is that a lot of times we hear so many messages and we're given so much information and there's got to be a certain point in time where you have to be ready to hear what the message is. And I think if I would have gotten those insights from my uh, artistic side earlier in my in my my life, I probably wasn't ready to hear it. But for example, uh, improv, you know, there's a big theory. Everybody knows yes and right. And what you really have to know about yes and is that that's an opportunity for you to connect with another person. It's an opportunity for you to really celebrate the other person because improv is all about the team. Improv is about everybody that's there. It's not about you. You are a facilitator, a catalyst, something to bring energy to make sure the group is in unison and the group is achieving what it is. So yes and is, is very impactful um, in, in terms of where I was and what I was thinking and how I was how I was doing that. And and yes, doesn't mean that you. And it looks like we have a bit of a disruption from Thomas. I'm not sure if Thomas, if you can hear us, but 
Thomas was just giving us some information about his career and some of the things that he's been through. And what's really important to remember, everyone, is we have choices. We have choices when it comes to our careers and our life. And choices matter. And so when you go through your life and you think about all the things that you could be doing, we know that life is short. And one of the things, oh, Thomas, are you back? Yeah, I'm back. I was, oh. I was, I was really getting into. It. I'm like, wait, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm so glad you're back. I was just explaining to the audience about choices, and as you were explaining what improv has done to your life, to not just the fact that it, it is a team. It's not about you, Boo. It's not about. It's not about you as an individual. It's about yeah. you as a team, and it's all about that team effort. And I can tell profoundly that it's impacted your choices in life. Absolutely. You know, that's just one lesson for improv. There's even more. And I can take pieces from each one of those disciplines that I studied. And so from an acting perspective, what really got me among many things in the acting side was the the fact that when you connect, it's really about taking your all of your attention and focusing on the other person. Because yes. some of the issues that I had in the art side and especially when I started stand up is that I made it about me and I was and you know, and in the corporate world, it's like you are right, whether you are, whether, whether it's true or not, you're going to be right. And you're going to force that position. And that's sort of like, you know, how you proceed in that corporate world. It's, you know, you're right. You're, you're the smart guy. You're the best, blah, blah, blah. And um, I, I realized that, you know, at a certain point I was blocking people out uh, and it was going against my nature and, and who I was. And the acting side really got me to reconnect to say, you know what, if I focus all my attention on others and I really connect with others and I use these other skills that I that I started to accumulate, that's where real connection comes in. And connection, when you have that level of connection, that's where trust comes in. And once you have connection and trust, I mean, it's just unbelievable what you can do. You open up this uh, wealth of uh, excitement, of engagement, of creativity. I mean, it yes. really, at that point, it, it's up to you where, you know, where that 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 line stops. So, you know, like I said, each one of those disciplines, I, I can take uh, I can take hours just to talk about them. But those are some of the key ones uh, just from improv and acting. Thank you for explaining that, because I can imagine that for those of you who are listening and you're thinking, wow, what a choice in, in terms of guests because of your varied background, all kinds of choices, CPA, coach, business owner, all these things. I mean, voiceovers, acting, improv, so many things that you've chosen to do because you were seeking fulfillment. And yeah. I, I know that there's a, a, a large theme that's happening right now, and it's been happening. Uh, I ask as a coach all the time, what are you doing to protect your peace. And peace could be anything. It could be about really rejuvenation or savoring moments or recognizing that you're in the wrong job. You're in the wrong career field. Yep. And, and you know, my journey is definitely more unique than most because I still have a lot of friends who are partners at, at PwC and, you know, have gone to pretty, you know, a lot of CFOs and things of that nature. And my journey is radically different because of the choices that I was listening to my own voice to get my inner peace. It doesn't mean that everybody's got, you know, to, you know, is dissatisfied. A lot of people who are incredibly, uh, you know, they get a lot of richness out of those careers and they, you could, it's obvious. Um, my my path was is a lot different, and I think a lot of times what happens is 
you hear all these things, quiet quitting, this, that, and the other thing. Yes. But if you really listen to who you are, who your voice is, you'll make your decisions. You know, don't let society and, you know, the, the, the bank account, all this other kind of stuff dictate it. You know, you, when you're on your path, the doors will open and things will come to you. And you realize that sometimes you don't need all this extra stuff that, that, that people are sort of pressing upon us. So for me, my path was a lot different, but you know, uh, you know, like I said, I have friends who are CFOs of, of, of companies who relish that. I mean, they love that. That's who they are. And that's perfect. They have found their path. And I think for me, it was a longer journey because I think initially I wasn't on my path and it just took me a little while to realize what that path was. I love that. And it's all about choices. I, I think about my son, Perry. And Perry is, he's a, he's a renegade as well. He graduated from Rutgers last year. And now he's on this path really focusing on what he wants to do next. He recently, uh, trans, he's, he's, he's recently transferred to Michigan, uh, where we're originally from. And he's just finding his way, really focusing on what's right for him. And he's not going to let anybody, whether it's society or anybody, dictate to him what matters to him. And I love that. I'm, I'm glad that we raised uh, someone who really is intent on finding their own peace. And I, I, I think that that's amazing. And, and it thinks it makes me think about advice, advice that we've been given over the years, because, yes, I've. I've thrown out my advice to Perry and he's taken it and sometimes he hasn't. But my my question to you, Thomas, is what is the best advice that you were given? You were given this advice. You didn't take it. And now you're thinking, hmm, maybe I regret that. What was the best advice that you ever received? You didn't take it. And now you possibly regret it. Wow, that's a. Uh... Man, these questions are amazing. It's no wonder why you're such an amazing coach. I mean, these things are really thought provoking. Um, one that comes to mind, um, uh, and I don't know how relevant this is, but it just, it won't go away. It's that little voice that's chirping. When I graduated college way, way back, um, there was the, he's now the dean of the business school and, and, um, I'm still, I'm still in contact with him. We actually just uh, emailed uh, the other day. And I remember uh, he came up to me um, and I was, uh, you know, this shining accounting student going to one of the big, you know, at that time it was the big six. Now it's the final four. And uh, he, he said to me, you know what, you you should take, and I think he had a drink or two um, at that time. And he came up, he's like, you know what, you know, you're going here. He says, you should take some time, just grab a backpack, go somewhere. Don't think about anything and just go walk the earth, go, go, you know, do something different. And I said to him, I said, are you kidding me? I killed myself for four years. I got a job from one of the greatest, you know, uh, firms uh, I thought in, in the world at the time, you know, I, I, I've got some things lined up for the summer to make money to sort of do all this kind of stuff. And I looked at him like he was nuts. I'm like, you're the business guy. I looked up to you and you're telling me to just throw it all away and do some other stuff. And, you know, just, just as you asked that, I, that popped in. Cause I'm like, maybe if I had done that, maybe I, my, my trajectory would have been different. Maybe it wouldn't have taken me 18 years of corporate life to find something that was inside my soul. So maybe that's something. But thank you for bringing that question up. Oh, yeah. I, it made me think because just thinking about Perry and 
uh, it's it's hard as a parent to not, uh, you know, think about your path and the things that you did when you were around that age. And he's 23 years old. And for the last year, he's been doing exactly that. He's been working, saving his coins and really focusing on his own fulfillment. And he compares himself with his friends, not in a bad way, but making sure that he doesn't for a couple of them that he doesn't end up signing up for something that doesn't speak to his soul, that he's not overworking himself into a function or a field that is not resonating with him. And I love that. It gives me so much joy to hear him being so happy and being in an environment that suits his taste. And uh, it's just a wonderful thing. And, And same just like you, I think that it was hard in the beginning of my career, choosing different things, starting out in broadcasting, uh, then deciding I didn't want to be in radio any longer, and then deciding, okay, well, then what do I want to do? And to your point, you made it earlier, chasing after the Joneses, thinking that I needed to keep up with all of that, and really running myself into debt. I mean, we keep it real on this show. We <laughs> Just running, running into debt and really living for that paycheck and making sure that it was paycheck week after week and paycheck to paycheck. And that entire thing went to rent and the entire thing went to the car note. And just to think if I had just shifted some things and listened to some of that advice, that invisible hand you talked about earlier, I should have listened to that, to that hand. I should have been able to feel that, that nudge that pushed towards the right direction, but it's not a shoulda, woulda, coulda. I always believe that fail and I, you know me, Thomas, I love my acronyms. I believe <laughs> I love my acronyms. I'm going to introduce one. So fail to me stands for finding answers in learning. Wow. Finding answers in learning. So I'm okay to fail. I used to think that I can't fail. I can't fail. Well, I'm okay with failing because I know that, there's not been an invention alive or a company alive that didn't come through failing. So I'm okay to fail. Yeah. I think they're, you know, when they see, when you see somebody who only succeeds, you know, uh, you you tend to question what, what is that about? Because, you know, most of the learning comes through the struggle. And I, I I never heard it quite articulated as well. I came across this, um, this YouTube clip from one of my favorite people on, on the planet who has uh, incredible wisdom, wisdom uh, Oprah. Uh, I'm not, yes. I'm not afraid to say I, I'm, I'm an Oprah fan. And she was addressing, uh, I believe it was the Stanford business school. And you can find it if you, if you, if you, if you uh, check out YouTube and she talked about the fact that there are no uh, failures. There are no wrong answers because if you do come across what we call failure it's just an opportunity to learn so it, f- it fits right into your your definition and then that sort of learning puts you on the right path you know if you had a struggle or something happens you know what that issue is and then you can make that shift you can take that learning so i i i i agree with that a thousand percent and you know that's how we learn how to walk you know if everybody kept on picking us up every single, every single time we fell we would have a planet full of people that just crawled Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah i i think that struggle and that learning is is real so that that fail acronym is is powerful you're right you you have acronyms all over the place you need to (laughs) you need to package this stuff 
<laughs> I'm very big on acronyms. I, I see. I see a book coming. When I was growing up, that was the way that I memorized things because I didn't do very well in school as a kid. Um, mm. I had horrible grades. I did well in testing. So SATs, ACTs, I, for some reason I did well in testing. But <laughs> in terms of just regular classes, I was the kind of student who would get C's and a D plus, And I was like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I didn't fail anything. Yes. Remember, I used to think that failing was a bad thing. And at That's the true. end of the day, I've embraced that past. I've embraced all the things that didn't go so well because it just got me to a greater ground. And so that's that's really the the whole lesson in it. It's really just about making sure that you're paying attention to the cues. You're listening to your own heart and your own soul. I know it may sound cheesy, but it really isn't everybody. It really isn't listening I, to I, yourself as opposed to everyone else. It is. I think it is the foundation of everything. And I know I'm the guest here, but let me ask you, what, what was your soul saying to you when you were making these shifts? I think the first thing that I thought about was this doesn't feel right. It didn't feel right. I, I remember like it was yesterday. I'd been in radio for about five years and I would wake up with just this massive headache almost every day. And it just yeah. wasn't healthy. It didn't feel right. It didn't feel as creative as I thought it would be. And so everybody thought, what is wrong with you? You're at the number one radio station in Hampton Roads. What's wrong with you? You're going to leave this beautiful area and go back home and you're not going to be in radio. And what's wrong with you? But I knew what was right with me. So it didn't matter. It was more about I know what's right for me, regardless of all the accolades and all the hookups and the concerts. I knew it was not right for me and nobody else can define me for me. No yeah. one. Yeah, that, that's powerful. I, I wish more people spoke to that and, and let, let it out there. Right. You know, I think sometimes we live, you know, people put on this facade, you know, it's like social media, right? Every, everybody yes. looks pretty. Everybody's wonderful, but it's, that's just not reality. No. And I think if we were more just honest and, and open, you know, some of this, uh, you know, um, some of the struggles, could be shared and understood and, you know, and, and lifted, but you know, maybe that's just aspirational. I don't know. It's an excellent, excellent point. And so speaking of excellent points, we are about to take a break, but after we come back, Thomas is going to share some more points about his career right after the break. <laughs> Woohoo! Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. When there is a war on talent, you have to go to combat. What is career combat? Career combat is your destination for real career talk and real career advice. Here, you'll hear from the brightest and best in the business to get the answers that you've been craving. How do I get the job? How do I switch careers? How do I start my own business? How do I find my career passion? How do I find a great coach? This show is designed around you. Your questions answered live. The topics created by you. What are you waiting for? Check out Career Combat wherever you get your podcasts. 
Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Career Combat with Kelly Combat. Have a question for Kelly or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show. Welcome, welcome back. Thank you so much for still staying around. Before the break, everyone, we were talking with Thomas Matelski about his career, his choices, and all the things career. And if you've got your pumpkin spice latte, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Coffee and careers. Yes, yes, yes. So absolutely. before the break, Thomas, you were mentioning a really, really salient point, And I loved what you were saying about how it is in these career streets. Online, on social media, all the smoke and mirrors that's happening. When you think about people in their careers and you're on LinkedIn or you're on all these different other platforms. How disingenuous can it possibly be when you see all the posts and it seems as if everybody's just living the life of Riley? What 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 advice do you have as people are listening? What advice do you have when they see those pop ups from friends, family, from their network? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's advice as more it is just try to understand what is the intention? What is somebody trying to show or put out there? You know, if you if you go to something like LinkedIn or Instagram or everything else, you would think that the world is just filled with superstars and people who just, have, you know, their stuff doesn't stink, so to say. It, it's It's amazing. But, you know, not everybody got there without a struggle. Um, right. And that struggle is not um, readily available. So people tend to think that, uh, you know, others are just amazing. And, and it, it, it's in, in this world of social media, it's actually causing us a lot of harm. I mean, there's a lot of data that our, our children are being affected by this unbelievable standard that, that people mm -hmm. are being held up to. And I think a lot of that time, you know, we'll see that on, on social media. But if there was an opportunity where people are more open and transparent in terms of what they do, and I know this is probably pie in the sky because nobody's going to put their 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 struggles out there or some of the missteps or some of the fail, as you your acronym sort of alluded to, um, because it makes them seem maybe weak or not the perfect candidate or not the perfect professional. When I think the opposite is true, it's not showing a weakness. It's showing a strength that you've come from adversity, that you've come from a place of struggle that you're able to overcome. So if anything, I would say, look at those things with a grain of salt and then ask what could be behind that? And yes. does that seem like something that I can relate to? Or how does that, you know, relate to my experience? Is there something I can take away from? from that and, and apply it to who I am and what I do. So I don't know if it's more of advice as opposed to just be curious. 
you know, try try to understand more and, and dig a little deeper. And, and I think that's where you'll find the gold. I think that's exactly it. And when I think about the the idols, uh, the people who I admire, um, and I'm thinking just even uh, singers or uh, actors or people that I've read their biographies, it's usually people, the common denominator, because they're all over the board. I'm very eclectic in the things that I like. Uh, the common denominator is the struggle. Every single time for me is the struggle, whether it's Billie Holiday or 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 even somebody like um, like Steve Jobs and his his uh, humble beginnings and uh, some of the things that people have gone through, like Viola Davis. I mean, so many people have struggled and that's the common denominator, at least for me, as to what I tend to think about even Oprah you said you said earlier about Oprah uh same thing those are the things that I tend to think about and that's why when you know whether it's through this podcast or when I do uh any kinds of workshops or I'm in person speaking to high school students I tell the whole story I don't really focus on just the end result meaning where I'm at now as an executive or what have you I talk mainly mainly about the times where I was hoping I didn't fail my courses, my classes, because I consistently got bad grades and didn't really do well until college. And there were a lot of things that really stopped me from doing well. I just didn't know how to learn. I didn't know how to do well in a class. And so I, I think that when people hear that, they kind of sit up in their seats a little bit higher, like, wow, Oh my gosh, I, I I do have options, even if I'm not doing well, even if I'm not uh, what they say is picture perfect. Because what exactly is perfect? Well, I think it goes to your point of uh, you know what we were talking about earlier about connecting. Yes. When you do that, you are connecting to somebody on a different level, you know, because they look at you and they see success, but they don't see the underneath. You know, it's nice to focus on the external, but really, what gets to the external is all everything that comes beneath. Right. So that's really where the gold is. And that's really where the learning comes through. That's where, you know, I think people will gravitate towards, you know, it's easy to, you know, put the smile on, say, I've got this beautiful career prestige, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's not easy to share the how I got there and what were the real struggles that were there. So when you do that, you you expose yourself, but you also, you know, uh, give an opportunity to connect with others. That empathy comes out. The compassion is revealed. You know, your authenticity, which it drives everything, comes through. So from that perspective, I think it's important to do that. Now, I'm not saying everybody should, you know, take the, you know, all the dirty laundry out of the closet. <laughs> right. But, you know, there, there is there is some some uh, benefit to sharing some of the some of the struggles that, that people have, because it, it really it does highlight, you know, what what success will mean. And, and it makes it so much sweeter. You know, the, the, the grass never seems greener and the flowers never seem more amazing, uh, you know, uh, until after a, you know, a, a, a tough winter. You know, you get through that amazing, you know, cold winter and then all of a sudden, you know, you just forget. I mean, I, well, this is why I love living on the East Coast, because you go through the seasons and I, every single year, I'm just amazed how green the grass really is, how beautiful and vibrant the leaves have become, what the flowers look like, smell like. And even sometimes you can just feel the texture in, in your hands. 
Yeah, I love lavender. When I see lavender, I, I it's like it's like a puppy dog. And I can't I can't get I can't go away from lavender. I have to go to it. I have to smell it. I have to feel it in my hands. And I think there's that appreciation because you you know when you go through a tough winter, it's it it's just it, it the senses explode. And I think that's a it's it's a it's a correlation or or an analogy of, of what happens when you think about yourself and the and the trials that you go through. And winter is coming. I'm sorry, I had to do the Game of Thrones. <laughs> First, I, just I, started, the spice I, I just started watching Game of Thrones. I'm on season four, so I had to throw that in there. Winter is coming. Well, uh, you know, Kelly, the other thing that I want to mention is that, you know, this is not unique to who we are, where we are in time. This is something that is timeless. If you yes. look at somebody like Joseph Campbell, who was a, you know, I call him a modern day philosopher, but he talked about the hero's journey, which is another very influential piece of work that, that, um, I've experienced. Anybody can Google it. Joseph Campbell, um, you know, the hero's journey. And he talked yes. about every single story throughout history follows this exact same pattern. And that pattern has to do with the circle of, you know, being born, being understand what challenges it, bringing the, the, the conflict to you and your ability to rise and come back. And it's, uh, and if you start to analyze that, this is who we are. So it's not by accident. It's not that, you know, I have some insights because of my experiences. This is really who we are as a people. And when you start to understand that, and I, I love to be a student of history in these things. You know, like uh, Marcus Aurelius, if you read meditations, it blows my mind some of the things that this Roman emperor said thousands of years ago that yes. are still applicable to us today. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, I shared some of this stuff with my with one of my kids is, you know, book eight, verse 44 talks about presence. Presence is a big, big value of mine. And this is something one of the most powerful men in the world was talking about who knows when ago. So uh, I think this is something that we can learn not only from our experiences, but those who've come before us, because it'll just help us as we move forward and evolve. Indeed. Some of my favorite, favorite quotes are from Marcus Aurelius. So thank oh. you for bringing. Oh, so, so, so good. You were mentioning um, very vividly the the flowers and the scent and the crunch of the leaves and the mm. lavender. Yes. So it's a perfect day. What exactly are you doing on such a perfect day? My ideal day? Yes. I used to describe this. People used to ask me this when I, when I was doing a lot of stuff. And I said, the perfect day for me would be to wake up refreshed, you know, take care of the dog, hug the wife, um, and then um, go into some of that, the business stuff that I'm trying to push in terms of connection and awakeness and being aware and understanding what that is. So have those, those meetings in the mornings and have those discussions and then slowly, you know, morph into some of the artistic side. So I, I try to, I try to connect with um, that side, whether it's, you know, reading some, um, reading a little Marcus, reading a little Shakespeare, you know, uh, maybe a, a friend has recommended a play I want to jump into or, you know, watching some comedy that's really challenging my own perceptions and thoughts, uh, really diving into that artistic side. And then, you know, I like to wrap up the day with, you know, my wife, the, 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 the puppy. And, you know, if the kids were around, which they're all out of the house right now, um, you know, having that glass of wine, making that dinner, nourishing the body for the family, mm -hmm. you know, and really enjoying that. I throw on some jazz, you know, and then, you know, it, the, the, the wine's flowing and so are the pots and pans. 
So that's that's really what a, a a beautiful day is for me is is really experiencing life and and making connections on on different types of levels. Does that happen? You know, you said an ideal day it doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes I get bits and pieces of that, but that to me yes. sounds like a beautiful day. Yes, indeed, it does sound perfect. It sounds. I, I'm just imagining some sort of beautiful cuisine and and some red wine and maybe because I'm hungry. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm getting lost in the, the visual. Uh, it sounds so, so, so fine. So I'm glad that you explained that to everyone, what your ideal day is. Uh, it's all about positivity, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's really your intention and your, you know, how you uh, view things. If you let negative thoughts and you let negativity enter your life, that's that, you know, it's going to manifest. It's that it's that way. And, you know, that's one thing I learned a part of my you know, my part of my journey, when those things start to creep in, and they always do, is that just to realize it's just a thought and I can dismiss it. You know, it's not who I am. It's just something that's entered and I can embrace it, understand it, and then let it move on and, and move to something else. So th that's another uh, powerful lesson I, 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 I've been sort of understanding and, and I continue to sort of evolve with is that I am not my thoughts. You know, but I am my intentions. Uh, and, and I can use that uh, moving forward. Exactly. Well, Thomas, you have been a rock star in this interview. Coffee and careers and pumpkin spice latte, fryer. <laughs> I couldn't think of a more perfect day. Thank you so, so much for talking with us here on Career Combat. And I'm wondering how can clients reach out to you or book you for gigs? How can people get in contact with you, Thomas? Yeah, well, if you're if you're looking for some of the art side, you, you'd have to contact my uh, my agent at Take Three Talent Agency. So you can look them up online. Uh, um, so uh, on the entertainment side, you can you can find that uh, them there. Uh, my agent um, for uh, consulting or coaching, you just reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm there. You can reach me at Thomas at JumpCC.com. Uh, you can has all my contact info there. You can call me, uh, text me. Uh, I'm readily available. And, and Kelly, I can't thank you enough for this conversation. I uh, have a tremendous amount of respect for you oh. and the work that you do, and you are inspiring to me. So I enjoy our conversations. I, I am very engaged when we discuss, and I always learn something. And unfortunately, it's an acronym, but I always learn something from, from what we do together. So I, I, I want to thank you for this for this opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely, Thomas. I, I enjoyed it as well. And, and so... You just heard from Thomas. You just heard from Thomas Matelski. And for our next show, our next episode, we are going to be focusing on all things return to office. <laughs> so I want to work from home. Now what <laughs> is the name of the topic? So that's what we're going to focus on next time. And in the meantime and in between time, folks, you know, I have another acronym for you. You know, I do. Ants. And I'm not talking about the ants that are on the ground. A-N-T-S. Automatic negative thoughts. Get rid of them. <laughs> Get rid of them. Ants. Absolutely. Negative thoughts. Get rid of them. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Career Combat. My name is Kelly Combat. And thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Career Combat with Kelly Combat. We hope we've given you the tools to navigate your career quandaries. Until we talk again next week, have a beautiful week. 